Hey there, boys and girls. Welcome to another episode of The Nosebleeds. It's number three, Ken. Yeah. We're, we're rolling, Rob. That's Rob. I'm Ken. How's, uh, how is everybody? Episode three, Nosebleeds. Um, it's been a while, Rob. We haven't talked since, uh, uh, since before the World Series ended, I don't think. Had we? No, it was before the World Series. Yeah, we had to go on a little mini hiatus, but we are back. We're pumped. We are pumped. I'm pumped. You're pumped. That's collective pumpedness. That's a that's a lot of pumping. Yeah, gotta love the pumping. Where are we starting? Let let's let's wrap up the baseball season since we already brought that up. Uh, Fair enough. Nationals win the World Series. Yeah, and not I a mean, single road team. Uh, sorry, not a single home team wins a game along the yeah, way. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, that's pretty crazy, man. Yeah. Um, it's pretty crazy. The Astros are a weird organization. I think they went from like everybody's favorite, uh, like little brother organization for the last couple of years, um, and now all of a sudden they're like the villains of the MLB. Yeah, um, and it's not. It's, it's not like a team where. Well, I, we'll get to the Astros a little bit later, but it's not like a team where it's like the Yankees, where they win so much that that's why people hate them. You know, they're just bad people. I think. Yeah. It, Evidence points that way. Yeah, it seems so. But, I mean, hey, congrats to the Nats. Oh, yeah, that Game uh, 7 comeback was just epic. It's the thing of legends. Yeah, that was that was fun to watch. I mean, uh, who whoever would have thought Washington all of a sudden turns into title town the last couple of years? Jeez. Except for the Redskins. Well, yeah, they're, they're you know, we don't we don't recognize them. They might they might win. Uh, they might win tank bowl. That's about it. They have a pretty good shot at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the interesting thing to me is is it kind of gave you that feeling that like the right team won the championship. You know, like not the team that necessarily is the best team, but the team that feels the best. Yeah, yeah, I don't disagree with you. I, I, listen, they're they're a good group. Uh, the Nationals are. Um, it'll be weird to see what happens with Rendon and, and and stuff from from here on out. But like. All in all, the Nationals were always a good team. You were always just a little bit concerned about how David Martinez, right, was going to get them to to rock and roll and eventually press some of the right buttons, right? So, I mean, it, it just kind of works out. You know, I mean, like Terry Collins accidentally got the Mets to the World Series once. You know, like anybody can do it. Uh, broken clock's uh, wrong uh, right twice a day. Exactly, and his clock was right when it needed to be right. And when you you know you got some guy like Strasburg and Scherzer coming out every every couple of days, it definitely helps you be right more oh, than yeah. just twice a day, right? Yeah. So uh, you know uh, it, it worked out good for the Nats. Happy that the Astros lost. I can't imagine anybody's was really for them outside of Houston after what they went through this postseason. Yeah, I don't think so um, either. Got to leave some sour sour tastes in the in the mouths of Yankee fans. Uh, oh, yeah. Especially now with this new 2017 stuff that's coming out. Oh, yeah, we're going to get into that real soon. The last thing I wanted to say about this World Series was just compare it, or I guess contrast it, to like last year's Super Bowl, where it felt like the la- the both teams that were in it were the wrong team due to some really questionable calls in the conference yes, championships. Like that whole Super Bowl felt tainted. Did it not? Yeah, I, I mean – to an extent, I, I mean, I was never a big. Uh, listen, sometimes calls get missed, you know. Like uh, I was never a big uh, 
um, the Saints should sue the NFL because they lost. No, I don't, I don't think that that was the right reaction to have. I think it was just unfortunate. I, I don't think there's anything you can yeah, do for about sure. it. But it's not like the Rams were a bad football team. Like, like, no, honest, they got they to the were. conference championship. They can't be that bad. Yeah, but and they, they were probably a fun team to watch too with McVay and Goff. And oh yeah, before, that was that was before Goff forgot how to throw the football. So right. I think he started. The, was, he started forgetting during the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. I mean, he, geez, Louise, we can talk about him later too. If yeah, you want, we can, if you'd boy, like. He's bad, huh? Oh, um, all right. So let's get, let's get into the Astros because that's, that's kind of the hot topic right now. Just yeah. dropped yesterday. Uh, they're, they're cheating. They're cheating. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, they are. They're, they're, they're cheating. I, I listen, I don't want to be the guy, you know, I don't want to be the, uh, everybody's doing it guy. Um, no, I wanted but, to, to bring that up, too, is if you go on like Twitter and read sports Twitter, everyone's saying, oh, my God, vacate the championship. There's an yeah, argument over whether you should give the championship to the Yankees or the Dodgers that year. Like, Look, everyone does it. The Astros might just do it real, real well. Um, well, apparently not too well. I mean, you get caught. You know, they're not paying the right people. Well, they only got caught because Mike Fires doesn't work for them anymore. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, if you're going to have a big uh, – scam organization you got to be ready to pay the people who help you do that yeah um, I mean, on, on the one side they're probably hoping that he's going to be totally on board and if he leaves he's just going to maybe bring some of their tactics to a new team i don't think they saw anyone coming out and doing an expose about it yeah it, it's fascinating for sure i guess i wonder what kind of the uh the separation was between um fires in that organization right because it, it Sounds like it must have been a bad split, right? Uh, his, his contract was up after the 2017 World Series, and he signed elsewhere, I believe, with uh, Oakland. He's with Oakland now. Yeah, and I guess after the maybe he was uh, maybe he was more affected by this uh, by some of this AGM stuff over the over the course of the last couple of weeks, and he he was feeling like he needed to uh, to keep speaking out against this organization, which has turned itself into quite a disaster zone. Yeah, and also keep in mind he's not the only guy who's um who's who's come out about this. There's also um oh his name leaves me. Uh Danny Farquhar, the the former major league pitcher who's now a pitching coach I think in the White Sox organization. Uh he during I think it was in the same article, he noted yeah. that when he made an appearance in Houston, he would hear banging on the dugout roof before every off-speed pitch. And then it really is. And then the great John Boy, if if you're not following him, you're doing yourself a great disservice, found <laughs> the game he was talking about and did a breakdown. And it's really obvious to see that every time the catcher put down a sign for an off-speed pitch, you heard an audible thump, thump, thump in the background. And then he caught on to it, and he called the catcher out and said, look, forget the signs, I'm throwing this. And he, and he struck the guy out. Yeah, it's fascinating. But then, I, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm just getting. I'm just getting so worked up here. Their splits the last couple of years, home and road splits for this Astros offense, have been totally. I, I, the, now I'm losing words too. They've been the same, home and on yeah. the road. Well, that makes you wonder. I mean, how how is this all working? Because they're getting it so quickly. You wonder if they just have a guy in the stands, and you can do that anywhere. 
Well, of course. But I, and, and then I'm wondering like the logistics, right? I'm just thinking about like how quick they need to be able to see a sign, relay it down to the dugout, get the audible bang and then get it and, and you know, and have a, and then have a, uh, a hitter hear it. So they, so they know what's going on. Like that's, that's a it's pretty quick. oiled up, uh, you know, process. It, it really is. And now, there are ways to make it quicker because I, I work in the the video industry. I know of some things. I mean, you, there are GoPros that you can ha- you can bring in that send a direct feed to your phone. Mm, really? I yeah. That, that that's, that's, that's how a lot of drones work. You're able to see what the drone's doing with an app on your phone through some Wi-Fi that right, right, right. that the camera generates. So that makes sense. You I, could very easily have so, some someone, I don't know who, sitting in the dugout just watching that camera and saying, ooh, he wiggled, bang, bang. Because just having to tell someone takes a second, you know? It's interesting. I mean, I'm listening now. If I play a video, would you be able to hear me? Would you be able to hear the video? I have no idea. Let's try it. Let's see. Can you hear him? No. Oh. <laughs> Because here's here's the thing, We're, I, I, and and John Boy, like you mentioned, right? He's a guy you got to follow. He's a good follow. Yada yada yada. He he's got a whole thread of these going through. The most recent one was updated 20 minutes ago. Oh, I didn't realize he was still at it today. I just looked at what he put up yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So he's gone through a couple. He's got like four or five videos up there, and this one comes from back when the Astros wore those god awful blue jerseys with the orange stripe down the side. Oh, the the throwbacks. Yeah, no, no, not even those throwbacks. Those those new, uh, it was like that new age look that they had. Right, 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 right. Am I making sense? Yeah. That stupid blue, it looked like a practice jersey? Yes. Yeah. Um, so this is back when they're wearing those. And, and, and it's Chris Flexen on the mound for the New York Metropolitans. And, and think about it. Imagine thinking you need to cheat to hit a home run off Chris Flexen. Right. That's number one. Number two, it's a very audible bang, man. It's an 0-2 curveball. He gets a bang, and he hits it a mile out to left field. Now, granted, it's Chris Flex, and he probably would have hit it out anyway. Yeah. But, and, that's, I mean, and that's the one thing, too, is I think Trevor Bauer came out with like a, like a clip he put up. Oh, and, I don't want to talk about Trevor Bauer, man. This, this guy's out of town. I love Trevor Bauer because oh. he speaks his mind, and you know what? He put his mind to it and developed himself to be – an otherworldly picture. Um, yeah, you know what? Good for him. I appreciate that he's got his own brand. He's I, his I own respect thing. Trevor it Bauer. Is what it is. Here's my one problem. He put up this clip of this happening to him, but the pitch he selected was like the juiciest hanging mid middle middle yeah. slider you'll ever see. <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't think he needed a cheat to hit that. Also, it's a hanging curveball in this video I'm watching right now. I, I could hit that. And and that's kind of devil's advocate is how much I'm sure over time. If, if you get three pitches a game that you know it's coming and you can do damage on it, that will impact a game. Oh, of course. I mean, they're major league hitters. You know, if you tell them what you're throwing, they're going to square it up. Right. Um, Not every the, single time. If you throw the – if you know a curveball's coming and you throw the dirtiest curveball known to man, they'd probably still miss it. Oh, of course. But if you hang it, they know it's coming. Oh, it's, it's bad yeah, news. Moonshot City. Yeah. It's an interesting, uh, and and so like, what are your what are some of your thoughts, Rob, on just how prevalent cheating is in baseball? Because it's not the first time we've heard anything like this. It's not. It's not going to be the last. Certainly, we know most teams are doing something to the extent of 
feeling some signs, maybe not electronically, right? Maybe electronically is, is the line you don't cross. And obviously that's the, the written rule also. I understand that. But at the same time, like, I, I mean, I got to think every team is trying. Oh, yeah. And interesting to me is, uh, didn't the Red Sox get busted last year for uh, for electronically stealing signs using an iPad or something? Yeah, yeah, something to that extent. Well, who's their manager? Alex Cora, who was the bench coach of the 2017 Houston Astros. Whoa, now we're getting deep state here, Rob. We're going a little deep here. So Keep going. Uh, look, Come on, bring me in deeper. Do I have to walk you through it? One plus two equals three? Clearly, he took some t- took something he learned while he was with Houston and tried to apply it to Boston. He just happened to get caught. Well, after he won a World Series, so who cares? Yeah, I, I guess so. They're not going to vacate the World Series. No, that's not going to happen. And the other thing, and I don't want to speak directly to sports Twitter, but everyone was roasting. Actually, everyone was apologizing for roasting you, Darvish, for his terrible performance in Game Seven. That game was in L.A. So I do think that so, and, until I investigate and really know how they did all this, yeah, because everyone wants to assume it's a home park only thing, but it doesn't have to be. But at the same time, what I, and and cheating is wrong, yada yada yada. Everybody knows this, right? A Rod, people used to say that A Rod had a, a cousin of his in the stands relaying signs to him. That's hilarious. <laughs> and maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. I hope he did because that's funny. But you can do that but in any, is, any I mean, ballpark in the country. The but what is? But isn't that the point? Like that is what sports is now, right? I mean, like you think about a football team; they've got eyes in the sky, right, with headsets directly down to the field, and then headsets from the field directly into people's helmets, right? So, like, we're we're in a place in the world now where, like, that kind of thing, and you're telling me. That nobody up in the in 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 the booth right during during a football game is just totally watching that other team's line and seeing if there's signs that they're giving each other and then they're taking those signs and relaying them down to the sideline. I I'm sure they are. I think in football it's a little bit harder because there's so many so much pre-snap movement and fakes. It, it's too easy to disguise something. But in, and you can disguise things in baseball too. Just change up your signs. Right. And then at the same time, you're also going to tell me, I mean, geez, people get to, well, I mean, a quarterback gets an iPad the second he comes off the field. Uh, that's a Surface tablet, excuse me. Sorry, I apologize. Yes, presented by the NFL. <laughs> the nosebleeds, presented by Surface. Yeah, oh, I, I understand. Um, and, and Surface now, uh, Microsoft, you now have the option to sponsor our podcast. You're welcome. So, <laughs> I, 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 you know what I mean, though? Like, these guys get off the field. The first thing they're given is a Surface slash iPad slash whatever uh, tablet-y thing wants to sponsor us. That's what they're given. Basically. And then, and, 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 and like, they're watching, right? They're watching what just happened. And if they see something consistently there, isn't that using technology? Now, I know I'm comparing apples and oranges, two different sports, two different rules, two different unwritten rules, right? Whatever. But this is where we are now, right? This is sports now. Right. Uh, I think in, I, I do think it is different in football. I think it's more like, hey, here's the blitz package they threw at you, and here's you know the giveaway that this is what's going to happen. Yeah, and again, totally fair. But what's the difference between saying that and saying this is the curveball he made you look like an idiot on? 
uh, here's how you know he's going to do it again. What's the difference between that and tipping pitches? You know, I th- that's the thing. Tipping pitches, I think, is okay because that's the pitcher not doing his job as well as he should be. And maybe maybe the catcher isn't doing his job as well as he could be. Well, I you know, I think you've got to have someone, and the teams do have several people watching their pictures trying to pick up on things so they can correct it. But, right. But a lot of times it's a matter of getting out of that inning so the guy can come and make the fix with you. Well, especially now because you only have, what, a one mound visit a game or something? Well, you get a few. But, yeah, you don't want to waste it on something like that if you if you can avoid it. But I think it happened in the World Series, didn't it, with Strasburg? Yeah. He was tipping his pitches. and he, Something about where he was holding his hands, I think. Uh, he went back in. I think he gave up a run or two. Didn't give up a run the rest of the way after they made the, the adjustment. Yeah, I mean, of course. But I, I just think that's like kind of how this goes now. It's just... I'm just trying to watch baseball. It, 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 it just gets so complicated with who's stealing whose signs and who's trying to counter that. You know, it used to be you're, pretty – You're to be, right. It used to be simple. All right, runner on second, let's not give them the signs. Let's change it up now. Well, yeah, yeah. It's not that anymore, man. It's, it's a lot more involved. I mean, at some point, when, when do they give the catcher and the picture an earpiece and let them just – let the picture just like – Cover Next his season. mouth and say curveball. Next season. Maybe. That's when. I Maybe. don't know why you wouldn't. Because the only reason they need signs, I mean, it's good for the the, the fielders to know. Sometimes they, they move around based on if it's off speed or fastball, but the catcher needs to know what's coming. That's the main point of the signs. Yeah. You don't even need to do it verbally. Just put a little wristband on the pitcher, and he just has to press a button. Sure. However you want to do it. I'm sure there's a bunch of ways you could do it. I think gets a vibration or two or three or seven or 12, and they know exactly what's coming. Right. You say, I'm throwing a fastball. And, and that's yep. gonna, it is going to change how they game plan because right now they want the pitcher to just think about throwing his pitches and let the catcher handle calling them. Right. So maybe the catcher presses the damn button. Maybe, but then, you know, who can see the button? You know, it becomes this whole game. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's – there's no perfect solution. No, there's I, I not. I just think that there needs to be a solution. Because a better this, solution. Yeah, this this can't happen at the end of every season. Wiggling fingers, maybe it's time. Yeah. And it's dangerous, too, man. I mean, you got to keep people safe out there. Yeah. You know, if we get any more complicated, catchers are going to get crossed up. They're going to get hit in the head. They, you know, it's, it's dangerous. Right. That's why you don't want that to happen. You want the catcher to know, all right, this guy's throwing a curveball. This guy's throwing right. a fastball. Yeah. It's scary back there. I remember yeah, I mean, the, the real bad one is when you think you're getting off speed, but you get the fastball. Then that's the concussion ball. Yes. It, yeah, it's no fun. No. Well, no let's fun. let's move on. A little bit more baseball to talk about. Uh, hot stove's heating up. Yeah. Starting to and heat up a little bit. That, yeah, ain't that the fun. Um, I got to be honest with you, though, man. I think the hot stove is going to be pretty – it's going to be like a sad stove. It's it's gonna it's it's gonna be more of a slow cooker if you ask me. Yeah, that's that's the better way to put if, it. If you look at how stove. right, you look at how how the Bryce and Manny stuff went last year. These guys are waiting as long as they can to drum up their value, or at least that's the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're just taking the best offer that they get. Yeah. So it's interesting because usually the bigger the bigger dominoes will fall first and kind of set the market. But last year, definitely, uh, 
threw a wrench in that. It'll be really interesting to see how things progress this time around. Yeah, and it's just a weird group of guys, too, who are going to free agency. You know what I mean? Um, it's not the uh, not the guys that – I mean, obviously there is your, your Strasburg, your Wheeler, your, you know um, – Cole, your Rendon, Bumgarner. Yeah. But those guys are – they're big fish. Not everybody's going to be a big fish. And then there's just – I just don't feel like there's a lot of buzz about some of the guys who could win your World Series, right? The the Jed Lowry's or the uh, – uh, what's that? DJ LeMayhews of the world who are signed this year. And I, I just don't see the buzz this year for those guys, now, those type of guys. Not too many. One guy who has got a little bit of buzz has been Didi Gregorius. A well, little bit. He's a – He's a fascinating character, isn't he? He certainly is, and I don't think he's coming back to the Yankees. No. I mean, I don't think no he should. QO, I, I, I think he's kind of out of favor there. I don't think they dislike him. I, there's just too many bodies in that infield. Yeah, I mean, who plays shortstop now, though? I, I think Glaber I mean, Torres proved he can certainly play Major League shortstop. Uh, he, yeah, looks like the, he looks like the next A-Rod at this point. He nearly hit 40 home runs. Totally fair, totally fair. Um, I mean, but I mean, Gio Urshela, who was at third base, he could handle shortstop as well on an off day. Um, I'm going to say though, on an everyday basis, that might be a lot to ask. They might move guys around because remember, they've still got, uh, they've got Urshela, they've got Andujar coming back, they've got Torres, they've got Lemayhew, they've got Luke Voigt, they've got a couple other first basemen to mix in there. So I day to day, maybe you don't have a guy who plays shortstop every day. But if you have Glaber and uh, and Geo split that, I think it works. Helps yeah. get guys in and out of the lineup. They like to kind of have that flexibility and give guys built-in days off and not have too much of a drop-off in the lineup. It could work. It could work. Yeah. Interesting point too is uh, you know you know talking about how Glaber has really progressed this past year and turned into a borderline superstar. Uh, yeah. Put him on the side of second base where when he turns a double play, he can see the runner coming. So he doesn't yeah. get wrecked. Uh, That's fair. Bonus trivia I'd like to – did you know Derek Jeter never played second base in an all-star game because he didn't want to turn a double play where he couldn't see the runner? Did you know that Derek Jeter was the worst defensive shortstop of his lifetime? I mean, probably the worst defensive everyday shortstop. And especially yes. later in I his mean, by, career, by, by any measurable, and we've gone over this. I don't really care about the Yankees, so like yeah, whatever. But, but I no, I agree. I I thought that the last couple of years of his career, he could have certainly benefited from a move elsewhere. Yeah, uh, probably left yeah. field. By any measurable uh, uh, metric, and it's, it's not like it's not like it's not the Yankee thing to do. Mickey Mantle finished his career as a first baseman. Jorge Posada finishes career as a DH. That's fascinating, isn't it? Cal Ripken finishes career as a third baseman for several years. Oh dear. It, it, it just it, it did strike me as a bit selfish to think he could still play a competent major league shortstop. Yeah, the balls yeah, hit the balls hit right to him, he's gonna make the play. But the range, even as he got older, the throwing arm, it wasn't there. Right. Right. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's interesting. It's interesting. All right. Let, let's move on. I think that was enough baseball talk. Uh, let's move on to some hockey, shall we? Yeah, first little hockey talk here on the pod, huh? Well, it's it's been a while. We've been meaning to get there. Uh, 
I know Ken, you're a big Islanders supporter. Yes, sir. And they have yes, been sir. they've been hot. Yeah, uh, I mean, hot is a little bit of an understatement. I mean, uh, recently off a ten game win streak, uh, won eleven of twelve points in all twelve of those games. Yeah, that one uh, that one loss was an OT to the Penguins, who, by the way, uh, before last night against the Rangers, couldn't score on the power play. Yeah, for, they're for a, a weird month. team, the Penguins, man. They, and 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 with that group too, it's strange to see. Um, but yep. they just get Malkin back from injury. He was out for a little bit. Uh, now Crosby is. I, I read something the other day. He's dealing with um, dealing with an injury himself, and I'm trying to pull up the specifics right now. Yeah, but they definitely but haven't been themselves this year. Yeah, I believe it's a sports hernia. Mm. Um, yep, he's got a sports hernia, and and if he gets the surgery, it would sideline him for about six weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, not a death sentence by any stretch in an NHL season, especially a league where everybody makes the playoffs, basically. Right. Um, so, it, I mean, and when you're the Penguins and you, you can kind of, you know, you've got an Evgeny Malkin who can still carry the, you know, you can carry the, carry the rice for right. you a little bit. There. Um, so they're, they're a weird group, but I will say they, they made a, a big play against the Islanders the other night, uh, coming back. Three nothing to start the third period. Islanders just win ten in a row, going for eleven, and they blow a three goal lead in the third period, and then lose in overtime. Um, pretty impressive outing by the Penguins uh, to to come in and do that. But if you're an Islander fan, um, leave it to them to put a sour taste in your mouth during an eleven game point streak because that's just what they do. <laughs> um, that's just I mean that's yeah. just par for the course for the New York Islanders. So yeah. uh, then they get they, I'll say though man they come right back and they get back on the horse the other day. Um, just a, a normal Islander win. Yeah, it was a good win. Want, you know, make it happen. Um, they score a goal. They they get a get maybe a lucky one at the end of the game to to go up two one right after the game gets evened up and then they just shut them down rest of the way through. Um, that's your Islander hockey, right? I mean, then we all kind of, we all pray at the altar of Barry Trotz, right? Um, we know <laughs> that he's the guy. Um, but you know, you, it's just that penguin game, man. It sucks. It sucks to, <laughs> sucks to lose that one. Um, but uh, I mean, you can't be mad. Can you? I mean, no, you can't, be. you can't, I mean, but then you, you look across, kinda... you look across at the garden in Rangerville and, uh, Caco, man. Yeah, yeah, he's starting to come into it. Um, rough start for him. Uh, yeah, in, well, he had yeah a little bit of a rough start. He, 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 hey, two goals, including the game winner in OT. I think with like about two minutes left last night. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, he. I mean, he's starting to he's starting to look like he belongs a little bit more. Um, and it was kind of similar to the Jack Hughes thing to start the start the season over in New Jersey. I mean, everybody was getting on him. You know, when's he going to score? Yeah. Guys, bust, ba ba ba, send them down, yada yada yada. You got to give him a little time to get used to the game at the NHL level, and yeah, uh, and he's getting there. And Kako, I mean, Kako, we all know is going to be an incredible goal scoring um, threat in the in the league, and he's he's starting to come into it. Guy's freaking fast, man. Guy can book it. Oh yeah, and also uh-huh. like, I mean, Quinn's been bouncing him around between the the second and third lines for a while. I I think he just has to play with some guys. On this, with the same guys for a while. Yeah, and, and but that's I think that's just Quinn though, man. I I don't know if he's going to be long for the NHL. To be to be quite honest with you, um, I think uh, I think a lot of his success in, in in his coaching career will come from whether or not he can get elite goaltending or not. And I, I mean, geez, everybody's does. 
Uh, welcome to the NHL, where oh, it all depends on what goalie gets hot at the right time. Um, but I, I think for him, he's he's I, I and I'll admit I don't you know pay too close attention to the Rangers. I mean, I watch them when I when I can when they play uh, the Islanders. But no, I you know I'm a hockey fan. I'll yeah. put on it. You know, if the Islanders aren't playing, but it's um he just doesn't quite seem to be there in terms of this is what is this his second or third year i forget quinn i believe it's his second yeah so i mean he's still young he's still kind of learning the ropes himself i mean he's got lindy ruff on the bench also which i'm not sure if that's helping or hurting um lindy ruff may or may not be uh the best uh mentor in in 2019 right 2020 um so we'll see i i think quinn i think he's got some some good chops, but I'm not sure he's long for an NHL coaching job in in New York, especially. I just don't know. Um, I don't know how much longer that that one will last. You're probably and and then you look at you know the Rangers had the number two overall pick and and they're expecting so much out of them this year as well. So, uh, well, I mean, no team had a sexier offseason, right? That, I mean, that's true. To to be, I mean, geez, the jealousy level on on this side of the fence. I mean, Artemi Panarin, the guy who uh, guy who didn't sign with the Islanders so he could sign with the Rangers, right? I mean, superstar. You're paying the guy twelve million dollars a year, right? Um, yeah. For the next seven, I mean, that's a big deal. Uh, Jacob Truba, guy comes in, young star, stud defenseman, paying him a bajillion dollars for the next seven years as well. Adam Fox, young defenseman from Carolina, comes in, playing his first season in the NHL. Great young prospect. Teams would normally die for a prospect like that, but because of some of the way the rules are written, he wants to play in New York, he gets to play in New York. Capo Caco, right? I mean, geez, here we go. That's four huge names in one offseason. And you're expecting a lot from that group, and you, you haven't quite seen it. I think it, I takes, think it, was, it takes time to gel. I mean, we've seen it across really all sports. Teams make a big turnover, and they bring in a lot of assets that are going to flip the tide for them, and it, it very often takes a year. Yeah, and it, and, it, and it does take time, and it should take time, and I think it was a little short-sighted of anybody who thought the Rangers were going to go from a team that finished with not a great go-around last year. I mean, I'm pulling it up as we speak. I, I don't know if they hit the 80-point mark last season. Uh, you know, I had it up for a second. Did this yeah. does this chart have points? Seventy-eight points last year. Yeah, uh, seventy-eight points last year. It's it's not easy to turn seventy-eight into mid nineties. No, it's not. It's not. Uh, regardless of how many pieces you add to that puzzle, it's difficult to get there. And it's the same kind of situation when you talk about people in the way they. They kind of reviewed the Islanders going into the season. Islanders finished with 103 points last year, and a lot of people had them coming in finishing with maybe 80 this year. It's hard to do that in this league. Yeah. You get, you get points for losing certain games, you know, if you lose good enough, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. So it's it's difficult to, to climb that high. 78 points, not a lot. 96, that's a good team, Right. So to, to pick up 18 more points, that's nine more wins. That's not easy. You know, where are those coming from? Um, so I, it, it was a little short-sighted, I thought, of Ranger fans to say that, uh, uh, or, or anybody in the league, to say that sexy offseason, which it was, and good goddamn, was it great, and nobody should be upset about anything from it, right? Uh, to go from that 
78-point team with a sexy offseason to almost a 100-point team is a little short-sighted. But at the same time, they've you put give the, it a year. The, and they've put the pieces in, and then yeah. they go out and add a couple more, probably either near the deadline this year or over the offseason. And you prime, yeah, we'll see, what see how this I mean, year goes, and then prime yourself for next year where you're you're more ready to make a real run at it. Yeah, and that's an interesting team to begin with. I mean, right, I mean, you still got questions with Kreider. You got D'Angelo questions. Lundquist is coming to the end of, you know, his life his life expectancy because oh, yeah. he's been, you know, hitting them with 60 to 70 shots a night for the last 17 years. So, you know, things are changing still in New York. It, it's a little confusing. I mean, it's it's hard to wrap your head around what exactly the plan is, right? Um, when you think about, okay, we still need to get rid of a guy like Kreider. Um, we got Shostirskin in the A. He's going to replace Lundqvist eventually, but we're not quite yet. And it's also uh, goalies are voodoo, right? You can't plan on a goalie being anything more than just a you know sumo wrestler in the way. So it, it's it's a it's a fascinating group. Those New York Rangers, man, I would be so excited if I was a fan of them, but so confused and concerned, but happy and thrilled. I don't know what you root for. It's that transitional you know, period. They, yeah, they made a, a lot of changes. One, there were good changes. Them right now, I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm a cynical Islanders Mets fan, right? So I didn't even want Pete Alonso in the MLB to start last season. I wanted, I wanted to slide a year off his deal and get an extra year of team control. Yeah, that, that that is something they have to look at in the next CBA because that's been uh, didn't yeah. hop back over to baseball. But and when I think about that with like somebody like loophole. Kako, when I think about Kako, I go, man, just just let him play in the A. Let him put up seventy goals this year playing against kids. Save a year. But do you want to? I think when you get a, like a, a draft asset like that, and he's ready, you don't want to just have him sitting in the AHL. Yeah, no. And I actually, now that I, I, I actually, uh, since I said that out loud, you don't even save the year. So yeah, you let him play in the NHL, and you let him. Yeah. You let him learn. Let him get the ropes. I would say I, I got my brain is too closely set on this Noah Dobson situation with the Islanders, where they are just in they're in no man's land with the kid, and you you feel bad. They, uh, they cannot send him down to juniors. Well, they can, but you cannot recall somebody from juniors. So once you send him down, he's at juniors for the rest of the year. Right. They cannot send him to the AHL. That's where they cannot send him. They are not permitted to do it because he's still junior eligible. So if they send him down, they send him down forever, and they can't have him for the rest of the year. Now, don't forget that this is an 18-year-old kid who is very, very good, and they were playing him 40 minutes a night in juniors so it's a little dangerous and you get yourself into some bad habits when you're playing against players who are just so much worse than you that you can just go out there and do whatever the heck you want right and that's the thing is if you're going to send someone or put someone in, a, in any sport really if you want to put someone in, the, in a minor league what are they going to get from that what do you want them to get out of that experience what can they still learn there exactly and dobson going down and even Kako going down would give you enough so it's a, it's a weird setup. Islanders uh, are, I think, handling it pretty well with Noah. Um, we'll see. I, I think they'll kind of draw this out. He's drawn in the lineup every couple of games. Didn't play back-to-back games until one of their regular defensemen got hurt. 
uh, Nicoletti. So, so he was kind of being slow played into his NHL career, which I think is the right way to do it. Um, just hanging out with the NHL team, right? Traveling with them, get to hang out with the guys, get mentored a little bit from some of the older folks. Um, not a bad way to do it. Um, and then they'll, they'll probably parlay that into world juniors where they can send him down and get him back. So he can go play in that tournament, but then come back after. And I think that's, I think that's probably where we're headed. That, that takes place around Christmas time. Sure. So it's, it's an interesting tightrope to walk with a guy like that. Cause you also want him to play, right. You don't want him to sit around. Right. You got to get so, him in there. Yeah, so you got to find ways that you can get him in there. Maybe give a guy a night off, a guy Johnny Boychuk a night off if he can here and there. Somebody gets hurt, you, you know, you throw him in. But if somebody gets hurt long term, I can't imagine they'd let him fill in full time. I, I just don't think they think he's fully prepared for that, and I don't think they want to thrust him into a role, right? That's that's somebody else's, right? So that's that's interesting for sure. And then we'll wrap up. Uh, we'll wrap up our, our our little hockey talk right now. We're, we're recording on Wednesday the thirteenth. Um, your boy, uh, friend of the program, John Tavares. <laughs> oh, I didn't uh, know he was a friend of the program. Oh yeah, yeah. He uh, he sponsors us, John. Thank you. We appreciate it. Thanks um, for the Zach, uh, thanks for the front row seats. Sent, actually, just Venmo us. Just Venmo us. <laughs> um, he uh, he and his. Uh, Brethren in Toronto, the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs, John Tavares, and his teammates are in on Long Island tonight for uh, uh, another return back to the Coliseum. Islanders-Leafs should be a fun game. Uh, I, as an Islander fan who generally tries not to miss any games, Rob, I'm a guy who goes out of my way to try and watch them all. Uh, I will not be watching tonight, and I am very happy about that because <laughs> – I've had enough John Tavares talk. I don't care anymore. I don't. I never necessarily did care. Um, if I can give you my my Tavares take quick, sure. every player earns the right to go to free agency. They earn the right to pick whatever the heck they want to do. Um, but fans of a team can also have the right to be mad at players for picking things that they pick. It's that's just how this works. There, so, nobody so, was wrong. So if you're at the Coliseum tonight, you're not you're not one of the boo birds. Oh no, I'll boo them for the rest of my life. Oh, Why okay. wouldn't I? Uh, reasons stated previously? No, but that's the point. I, I mean, he gets to pick whatever he wants, but he also picked not to play for my team. Why would I cheer that? I didn't say you had to cheer him. Well, what do you want me to do? Just treat him like any other opposing player. No, I, I would treat him like any other person who I felt, you know, uh, slighted me. And he had the option to play with me and play for my team and be my friend. And he chose to be somebody else's friend. And I don't have to, I don't have to like that, but I do have to respect his, his, you know, life choice. I mean, good for him. I'm happy he and his family are happy up there. Right. Yeah. He went home. Yeah. Good for him. I would go home. I would go to the Islanders if I was playing for the Maple Leafs. Sure. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, I wouldn't expect Maple Leafs fans to be uh, all happy every time I came back. Do you think? Do you think this maybe goes differently in terms of the fan reaction if he had won the cup while he yeah. was in? With the I, I mean, a lot of things I think go differently if he had won a cup. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think for sure, yeah. But we don't need to rehash it all, no. all the old stuff. I, I refuse to talk about it more. 
but uh, I will be um, I'll be up actually in New Rochelle tonight, Rob, in your neck of the woods. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm up for the, they're opening the new gym at the old Iona College. Oh, you should have told me. We could have had you not call in for this program. I know, I know, but I, I'm I'm in the city right now. Okay, uh, I'm on the, uh, the the old Lower East Side. Oh, the LES. I'm looking at the, the, the river out the window. There's an exorbitant amount of pigeons today. I don't know what the heck is going on out there. It, it's cold out there, Ken. they got to huddle up for warmth. Uh, they're doing something. And luckily, Rob, right before we started recording this podcast, they were jackhammering the mother out of the street out there. <laughs> and yeah, that's they the LES. stopped as you called. It was perfect. It was perfect timing. Yeah, um, but yeah, up in, in uh, up in old New Rochelle for the, for the old uh, college basketball season opening up. So I won't have to listen to anybody yell at John Tavares tonight. Nice. And I can just watch the highlights tomorrow. Who do the Gales and, have tonight? Uh, I'm sorry, what was that? Who are the Gales playing tonight? That's a good question. It's an out-of-conference game, so I, I do not know. You don't even uh, know. Well, why don't I? No, I, I, got the, uh, I got the computer right here. Oh, well, use that old Google machine, Robert. Oh, let's see. They have the Ohio Bobcats. Those damn Bobcats. <laughs> Now, I do know Tim Kloos is feeling under the weather still, and he will not be coaching the game. Oh, how sad. So, uh, I mean, uh, and I think he missed a game earlier last week as well, so I hope we all is well with Tim Kloos. Yeah, we certainly hope he's he's well. He's a, he's a local legend. Yeah, I mean, geez, that guy's turned into a national legend. Going yeah. Five in a row right now. All right. Crazy. All right, let's, uh, let's stop talking about John Tavares. And uh, let's just switch leagues completely. Let's go to the NFL. Yes, that's where I was headed. <laughs> All right. Uh, first things first, is Thursday night football finally a good game? Eh. Oh, come on. It's no, Steelers-Browns. It's, so no, it, it's, <laughs> it's good game, sure. It's, it's, a, it's, an, in, it's an intra-division game. Uh, two teams that are kind of middling. Um, I definitely would say the Steelers are having a better year so far than the Browns are. Uh, but is it a great game? No. No. It's a it's probably a watchable game. I mean, you got to feel bad for the NFL. I mean, geez, has anybody ever said that before? Um, <laughs> you got to feel bad for the scheduling department at the NFL because they're saying, man, week 12 or what is this, week 11? 11. Week 11, we're going to get Browns, OBJ, Baker Mayfield, Kareem Hunt's back, yada, yada, yada. Oh, yeah. Three months ago, this was a fantastic game on paper. Yeah, and now they're sitting here like you gotta be kidding. <laughs> you gotta Steelers feel for them, don't yep. you? It's hard for me to feel for the NFL, but I feel for NFL fans because you know it's not like on Sunday where you have at least two, maybe three games to choose from at any given time. This is it. You want to watch NFL football? You've got Steelers Browns tonight, uh, tomorrow night. Excuse me. Yeah, and it's not a bad game. You'll enjoy. It. You got? It's any, not a uh, terrible game. Any uh, fantasy implications for you on Thursday night football? Uh, I have Juju. You do. I do. You you do do if I, you will. Well, he's he's been playing like doo doo. You need a. I mean, geez, if we're talking uh, gamblers anonymous league here, yeah. Which for for listeners of the podcast is a two quarterback, twelve deep league. So pretty intense stuff here. Full PPR as well. Full PPR, which Rob hates very, very much. Yeah, we can talk about that later. Yeah, we can talk about that later. <laughs> so, I mean, we look at this league. You need a win. I mean, six teams make the playoffs, and between 
spot number three and spot number ten is a one game difference, a two game difference. Yeah, and we're starting to get down the stretch here. What was that? We're getting down the stretches. I think three regular season weeks left in the fantasy season. We have a three week playoff. Yeah, yeah, uh, 11, 12, 13, and then fourteen starts round one. Round one. So I mean, it's this is. I mean, a lot of it really just comes down to points. Can you get your points this week? See, Even here's if you the don't thing. get a win, you, you can help yourself by scoring some points. Get some tiebreaker. Here's the thing about about this particular team, about about DJ Chark, do to do Yeah, I'm looking at it. I, I it, it is a tough one to look at. It's a tough team. But they, they keep finding ways, Rob. Because we will con- my team will consistently score around 130 to 140 points, which isn't enough in this league. No. But when other teams underachieve, I pick up dubs. Yes. That's the thing. I'm not going to have too many floor weeks. Yeah, I've had a lot of floor in the last couple of weeks. Right. So, look, do I think I'm going to make the playoffs? No, but I'm going to try. Now, we need to talk a little bit here, and I think this this is a good segue. We need to talk a little bit about we run two different leagues, right? Yeah. I'm commissioner got, of one, you're commissioner of the other, and they are fundamentally different. They are, they are, to like an extreme extent, they are different. Yeah, my league standard scoring, uh, regular positions, there's a flex. I thought that was radical. <laughs> Added that a few years ago. And, and it's also one quarterback. Yep. And you mentioned the standard scoring, and still 12 guys, and only four teams make the playoffs. Yes, sir. And that's week 15, 16, correct? Yes. So if we're there, you've got four regular season weeks left. And I could still go 500, which is an exciting time in my life. But I, <laughs> I will not. I promise you that. But it's it's just so fundamentally different. Why did you make the decision to, to make it only four teams with, with 12 in the league? Uh, I don't believe in watered-down playoffs, probably because I'm a baseball fan at heart. So, you know, how many teams get in there? Like six if you count the wild card? Sorry, six yeah. in each league. Five in each league? Five in each league if you count the wild card. So 10 out of 30 is a third of your league. Yes, yeah, so you're not wrong. And four out of 12 is a third of your league. I don't think... I've always thought the top half of your league shouldn't be who gets into the playoffs. It should be a little bit of a higher standard than that. Mm. But, uh, <laughs> look, I'm not a dictator-style commissioner. If if a bunch of guys who are in the league say, hey, we want to let more teams in the playoffs, then we'll put more teams in the playoffs next year. Yeah. And we'll have, that league is interesting. I, I still think there needs to be some talk about some – some half PPR, full PPR. Help me out here. Help me get a point. <laughs> so my thing with – I don't think I'd ever do full PPR in that league. Full PPR bothers me because I still fundamentally can't understand why someone catching a screen pass at the line of scrimmage and getting immediately tackled for no yards is worth the same amount as a running back running for 10 yards. Well, number one – and, and I'll go to bat for full PPR because as a non-real football fan, I think non-PPR keeps people involved because it's all about guys who are involved in the game. 
Sure. Right. It, it's about the guy who catches that screen pass. Yeah, maybe he's 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 gonna catch three passes a game, right? But that is a huge part of their offensive game plan, right? Get the screen out to you know uh, Mickey Mickey Rourke on the on the sure. sideline, right? But, it, and but he has to be. But if he's successful, he's still going to get his points for yards and maybe even a touchdown. Right, but and then you go, but then and here's the thing, man. If you go ahead, you go back, and you look at the one year I accidentally won this league. It was all Legarrette Blunt just falling into the end zone. Hey, from the one you know, line. it's actually really hard to find a guy who will s- consistently fall into the end zone for the one yard line in today's NFL. Well, yeah, I know, and that's why I it was so more power to, to you. You 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 found the golden goose that year. I did. No, there was a golden goose, but then you go ahead. You look. Go ahead, man. You take a look at the top of the standings in this golden goose league, and it's only about the touchdowns which is not a bad thing right people who score touchdowns are people who you should have on your fantasy team absolutely but it's just like a little bit too touchdown dependent i mean six points for a touchdown sure right but one point for 10 yards yeah i don't know which is still the case in your league you just you're just adding another scoring element in giving the point for the catch yeah, for guys who are involved in the game. I mean, you think about somebody like a T.Y. Hilton, right, who generally does not catch a lot of touchdowns. I mean, this year he's caught a lot of touchdown passes. But generally was not a touchdown guy, right? Is yeah. he less valuable than LeGarrette Blunt? I mean, on the football field, whoever can get you in the end zone is the guy who's valuable. But not to say there isn't value. And Look, I'm – I'm willing to talk about half PPR. <laughs> I never said I wasn't willing to talk about a half point PPR situation. All right, fine, fine. Well, I'm just saying, and I know that the, 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 some of the manager, I don't know if some of the managers in the, in the GBL are listening to this podcast. You guys need to, to pick up your involvement here. Let's, let's make some changes. Let's get things going. Let's get rid of the tight end spot and add a super flex. Now you're let's, talking. The, the tight end spot has been a thorn in my side for several years. And it's only getting worse yeah. in the NFL. Yeah, it's tough. It's hard to even like keep track. I mean, there's so many. Every team's got like three tight ends now. I mean, even the, the even the top guys, you can't depend on them week to week. Oh yeah, I mean the only one, the only one is Travis Kelsey. Yeah. So you, Zach you Ertz, he'd be a super not an no guy. No, I I picked up Dallas Goddard for a week, and he outperformed Ertz by a wide margin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's so up in the air there. It's it's almost impossible to. Yeah, that that is a position that could definitely be talked about. Yeah. Anyway, what else you got NFL wise? Right, so Browns Steelers not great. Yeah, maybe good, probably not great. You know, they'll do battle. I think the Steelers, Steelers yeah, yeah, the Steelers are going to win that game. If I had to make uh, a pick. Really? That's interesting. Uh, hopefully Mason Rudolph throws for nine touchdowns. Um, the that's not, that's not going to happen. That's fascinating. Let me see what the spread is there. I wonder. It's got to be pretty yeah, I, I didn't look that up. It's got to be maybe three and a half, I would say. I mean, the Browns are just showing nothing. Yeah, they're bad, dude. They're very, very bad. Yeah, it's two and a half, but the Browns are favorites. What? Is it in Cleveland? It is. It is. Yes. Okay. I simply don't agree. 
I simply don't agree. Sir. <laughs> Jackass. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I don't either. I mean, I, the Browns are bad. Yeah, um, the, the Steelers are, like, kind of bad, but not terrible. Right. You know what I found to be an interesting spread this week? Buffalo at Miami. Buffalo only favored by five and a half. No, I'm I'm on I'm on par with that, and I think that kind of blends into what we had outlined for for this part of the segment was uh, looking at the Bills and not being sold on the Bills. Yeah, the Bills are bad. Right, but they're what are they? Are they seven and two right now or something? Yes. Yeah, I think exactly that. Something like that. I I looked at the remaining schedule. I you know no, I don't believe that they're a great team. But if you look at the remaining schedule, they could easily they should finish at least nine and seven. Yeah, they they, they really should. They they've they've gotten favorable scheduling for sure. But they've also capitalized on it. And, and you they gotta have. do that. I mean, you think about the Browns, right? Everybody's saying about the Browns, they're gonna have a tough start um to the year, right? It's a tough schedule to get going. But then once they turn that corner, right before their bye week, right, they have a couple of games that they have to win, and they just haven't done that. I mean, they've been – they've just been pretty bad, the Browns. But, I mean, if you look at the that Bills schedule um, for, the, for the rest of the way through, and it's just – it's winnable games, right? I mean, it's Miami, yeah. Denver. You run into a couple of weeks there. Yeah, there's a couple of weeks they're probably going to lose. They'll probably lose to the Patriots a second time. Yeah, Ravens, Steelers, Pats, that's a tough three-game trip. They could but beat the Jets, Steelers. They they may not, but that that'll be a yeah. game. And then Jets to round it out. So I mean, these guys, they they've got a favorable schedule here. Yeah, I mean, I cons- mean conservatively nine and seven, they could easily finish with ten or eleven wins. Right, and it doesn't make them a good team, though. I think that's my point. It is when you look back at it, right? Jets, Giants, Bengals, Titans, Dolphins, Skins. I, I mean, those are those are games you have to win. Yeah, I don't care who you are. Still, they went out and won them. I, I almost wonder, if you look at suddenly Miami's coming in hot, is this a trap game for them? It certainly could be. And I guess, you know, and Vegas isn't stupid, right? I mean, Vegas is Vegas for a reason. Um, they know what they're doing in terms of making lines, right? So five and a half sounds small, um, but if I was putting money on it, I'd put it on Miami. Yeah, I think you're right. A uh, couple other teams, to, unless you want to keep talking Bills. No, I don't want to keep talking Bill. I just want to talk just in general about yeah. the amount of five and four and five and five and six and four teams. It's been uh, that kind of it's been that kind of year. Yeah, and I'm sorry. Actually, the Bills are six and three. They okay, three losses. That's right. Three losses have come uh, to that Browns team, to the Patriots, <sighs> and I'm forgetting that other game. Why am I forgetting it? You big dummy. It was the Pats, the Eagles, the Eagles, Um, the Eagles, those Philadelphia Eagles. And so, and and I, I don't want to take everything back to fantasy football, right? But I mean, it's been such like a hard season to to predict what's going to happen week by week. Yeah. Even though, even though, like the 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 Yahoo projections, right, which are normally pretty consistently good. Yeah, at least usable. Right, are so all over the place this year because every team is six and six, right? Is five and five or six and four? Right, everyone's right around a game or two 
a game or two from 500 one way or the other. Yeah, and it's the same thing in fantasy football, right? I mean, yeah. you can see from league to league, nobody's pulling away with anything. No. Because the, the talent in, in the NFL now is so incredibly spread out. Um, and I think it's I think it's made the game a lot more fun to watch. I, I think you know going in that any team's got a chance. Well, and that kind of I don't know about the Giants, but sure. Here. Well, not every team. You know what I mean. Yeah. But it kind of leads me where I wanted to go and saying, a team like the Indianapolis Colts, dude. Oh, yeah. Is an extremely confusing group. They're a little confusing. Uh, I think they're solid as long as it's Jacoby Brissett under center. Right, and, and you know what? Maybe a team that's more um, uh, more along the lines of, of what I'm trying to say are those pesky Tennessee Titans. Yeah, once they made that switch to Ryan Tannehill, it's been a different game there. Yeah, and, and, and uh, what? Ryan Tannehill? I mean, this is a team that lost 16-0 to the Denver Broncos. Yeah. Right? This is a team that lost to the Bills. And lost to the Jaguars. But they've beaten teams like the Browns and the Chargers and the Chiefs. Yeah, that was that was that game was insane. That was a fun game to watch. But I mean, why is Ryan Tannehill an NFL quarterback right now? And why is he playing like one? What's going on? Ryan Tannehill's been a good quarterback for years. He couldn't stay healthy in Miami was the problem. didn't he win a division title one year with Miami or come really close? I, I think I think so, yeah. So, look, Ryan Tannehill's issue has always been staying healthy. And when his contract ran out, the Dolphins, A, decided they were tanking, and B, decided that they didn't want to pay him for how good he was to be part of a tank or not even play. I credit the Titans for picking him up to, as an insurance policy for Mariota because Mariota has been terrible when he was in this year. Where did now? Where does that guy go? Uh, well, hey, look. Um, where's my note? Uh, Blake Bortles has a backup job in uh, in in L.A. with the Rams. I still don't know if Mariota's a backup uh, a backup quarterback in this league. I think the Titans were working him out at receiver, weren't they? A little bit. I I did not know that. Yeah, I heard that last week. They not it wasn't like they were doing a full position switch, but he took right, some right, right. reps at wide receiver. I think just to get an idea of how his athleticism plays over there. Maybe give him like a little bit of a Tate some hill roll. Maybe it, if there's a because he's still a good athlete. If there's a way you can use that to help your team, I don't see why you don't try. Interesting. I mean, I suppose I don't disagree with you. I mean, if you have a guy paying him money, you might as well. You know, do something with them. Return on your investment. Get something out of them. Yeah, and then uh, beat them up, right? <laughs> At least get them beat up so nobody else can make money. Well, here's the thing. I mean, and the same thing with Hill and, and with other guys who've done this across the league is you can start using some gadget plays and some trick plays with him. Yeah, so he can still move. He still can throw. He can still move. He can still throw the football. He just doesn't throw it great. But if you're not yeah. expecting it, maybe it's good enough. Odell hmm. Beckham threw like three touchdowns last year. Well, he certainly hasn't caught any well, in a while. Didn't he throw one last year before he caught one with the Giants? Correct. I mean, there was a whole meme thing about him being the best quarterback in the NFC East. He's a kid. I mean, geez, I feel bad for the guy. He's, uh, you forget how much Baker is still new to the league. Well, he, it's true, but he had his coming out party last year. I think usually you expect people, quarterbacks, to uh, 
to kind of maintain that level once they hit it? Yeah, he did not. No, he didn't. He certainly didn't. So we'll see. Maybe hopefully. I mean, gee, it's good for the NFL if that team's good. So uh, hopefully they can they can find a way to figure it out. I mean, they've got a whole lot of whole lot of weapons over there in Cleveland and Korea. I mean, geez, that was a maybe I geez, that was a terrible terrible segue to Kareem Hunt. <laughs> um, goodness, but the guy came in. He played played really well. Yeah, maybe that helps them turn the tide a little bit. Uh, I don't know. Guy caught, guy caught seven passes in his debut. Yeah, he looked good. Um, but I still don't know if adding another talented guy to that offense is really going to fix the issues they've had. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what they needed. They needed somebody else who needs the ball. Right. I, I think they need they, – frankly, they need, a, they need a better offensive game plan. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. Okay, quick hitter to round out the NFL, and then we'll get to that. Uh, that was annoying. Um, if you had to pick, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta help me here. You need some running back choices. You ready for these disastrous choices? Are you trying to get fantasy advice on the podcast right now? Only, a, only a smidgen. Okay. Uh, Tevin out. Coleman, who's Tevin Coleman, who's a must start. Yeah, I think so. You're about to hear the other options. You ready? <laughs> Go ahead. Royce Freeman, mm-hmm. David Johnson, Chris Thompson. Is Johnson healthy? We, well, we did. We, we he, they say yes, but is he going to get the football? Did he get the football at all last week? He did. You ready for this? You ready for this? <laughs> this hot mess that was last week? Because I, I think I checked. Like in the third quarter, he had no points. Uh, he finished with zero. Yeah. Well, he got the ball and fumbled it, right? You ready? Five rush attempts, two yards on the ground, one target, one reception for eight yards, and a lost fumble. Yikes. Now, you need two running backs, or you need three for a flex? Well, if we're going to go two, then we got to think about – oh, I'm sorry, there's another option. I I forgot to add in Latavius Murray into that that mix. Mm, Murray? So, Kamara was back last week. Did Murray do much? Uh, five attempts on the ground. Now, remember, they were they were game scripted out in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, so that was a t- it's a tough one to 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 kind of gauge, you know. Um, it was five on the ground for twelve, two targets, two receptions for another seven. Uh. I'd want to say to start Johnson, but I'm really concerned about his usage there. Me too. Uh, I mean, all of these guys are 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 not, and the the reason being that Devonta Freeman is sidelined, right? So he's not going in, and Carryon Johnson obviously is hurt, so he's not playing, right? So I might go I with mean, Royce Freeman there. Yeah, right now I've got Johnson, Coleman, Freeman. Yeah, and there's st- I still have like half a mind to go. Um, back into uh, the free agent pool and pick up Raheem Mostert depending on Matt Breida's health. So and then just you're going... Gonna, you're going to flip, take both ends of the San Francisco running game? Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah. Well, desperate times call for desperate strategies. Yeah, and, we're, and we are desperate here. I yeah. mean, uh, I sit out of the playoffs by a... Uh, by by just ten points or something like that. Oof. So like this is yeah. this is huge. This is a huge week. So here's the thing. Freeman 
when he hits, he hits big. He's boom or bust. Yes. Um, I got to be honest. I got half a mind to go Coleman, Mostert, Freeman. Maybe. Maybe. If if Breed is not playing. Otherwise, mm, it's just so hard to bench David Johnson. It is. It really is. It's also so hard to play Chris Thompson. Like, I just don't think yeah. that's an option. It is a PPR league. Um, it is, and he, and he played pretty well before he got hurt. Is he definitely going to be back this week? Well, he's he's listed as questionable right now. There's been no updates, so we don't really know. He's not a bad option. Who who does Washington have this week? The Jets. Ooh. ooh. Thompson's intriguing. As long but as I'll you, tell you, yeah. man, that San Francisco team loves to run the dang football. They do. I don't know. Flip a coin if you're like a five sided coin. I know. <laughs> I, I right now have Thompson Thompson rostered and Mostert not. Now, if you go ahead and pick up Mostert after this phone call, that is collusion, and you will be removed from the league immediately. I'm not interested in Mostert. I actually had the opportunity to uh, to pick up Freeman's understudy in Atlanta, and I declined because I didn't think he fit on my roster. Yeah, uh, my 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 brother did, and he's been disowned from the family <laughs> because you wanted. Look, yeah, all's fair in love and the waiver wire. I suppose that could be my own. What's annoying is people picking up my stupid players before I want them. They're not yours if you haven't. Picked they them are up. mine. They're all mine. They're not yours, Ken. Uh, all right. All right. La- last thing, annoying, Rob. Go ahead. Oh, we're going to that was annoying. Oh, what did I miss? <laughs> oh, we uh, we didn't talk about Colin Kaepernick. We do have to talk about Colin Kaepernick. So if you have not. Heard. I don't know why you're listening to a sports podcast if you haven't heard. But uh, the NFL setting up a workout for Colin Kaepernick, I believe in Atlanta, for all 30 teams to uh, to check him out, to watch him play a little uh, little pigskin. Do a little, do a little football? In? A little, do a little I, bit of I, a football. I believe I read just pretty recently that it looks like the Lions, the Bears, fascinating, and the Dolphins are scheduled to have representatives there. That's it. Right now, yes. Now here's the thing, and we and and, and uh, I, I heard Shefty talk about it this morning on the on the old uh, Sports Center. You got to remember this. So the normal workout day is a Tuesday, right? The NFL strong armed Kaepernick into doing it on a Saturday, which is weird. And when they said, "Okay, fine, can we do it in a week?" they said, "No, it has to be this Saturday." Yeah, I. This whole thing, it's so strange. It's, it doesn't rub me the right way. Clearly, they're doing something here. I mean, look, the NFL owners, it's pretty obvious. They all have a mutual agreement not to work out or sign Colin Kaepernick. I think the last few off-seasons have shown no one has – and he hasn't even gotten a, like an invite, nothing. Right, right. So I think it's pretty obvious. The NFL is, a, is arranging this just to avoid being held liable in any kind of legal proceeding that might happen. Right? Yeah. No, it, it, see, it seems to like... To say, hey, look, we therapy. gave him a venue, we invited all the teams, so it's not our fault. Right. It seemed pretty clear that it was a... Uh, you know, it was something that they were... that they had to figure how to do. Right. That said, though, how has a team still not gotten desperate enough to give him a shot? 
Uh, because, like you said, man, they they made that choice. That was a choice they made. Did you see the Colts started Brian Hoyer last week? I know. I started him in fantasy. Oh, my God, that's terrible. Yeah, that was a bad call. I made a bad call. I mean, like I said before, Blake Bortles has a job. He does. The Miami Dolphins exist. <laughs> yeah, but Fitzmagic. Fitzmagic is going to – he's just destroying that tank right now. He really is. He's blowing it. Mm, I actually picked up tickets to uh, Giants-Dolphins on, uh, next month. Wow. Were at they MetLife. Free? They were they were not you know not bad considering we got some pretty pretty good seats a couple of buddies of mine, uh, but Nicely we're go, we're going simply as fans of the Tank Bowl. Of course, we're making up T-shirts. I mean, what else would be the point? I mean, you got you go and you you guys tank together. Yeah, and it's you know it's it's I actually I think it's going to be a good game. It should be. Well, a, it depends a, on a bad good, good game, but a good bad game. Yeah, it depends on what you think about good. Sloppy, it, awful good football that makes you. the game, the outcome of the game, close. Yeah, I mean, dude, you work in high school sports. You're used to that. Well, you don't tank in high school sports. There's no. No, but they're just, I mean, no offense to any high school sports uh, aficionados listening. Uh, they're just not always the best. In terms of competitiveness of the games? Uh, just in terms of pure talent. Oh, of course, the, the high school kids can. That's what I'm saying. Well, so is the so was the, the the Dolphins Jets. No, they all went to college. All of them. They were supposed to. <laughs> they that's a, that's a whole. That's a whole. Anyway, here's the thing. Colin Kaepernick's working out. There's some there's some interesting teams there that that could be interesting. Seriously, in terms of maybe potentially kind of sort of having some interest. I think. Yeah, I mean, if he can still play, if he goes out and has a good workout, I don't know. At, at what point does a team get desperate enough? Every time, like, a washed-up quarterback gets signed in the offseason, the entire Twitterverse explodes into, well, where's Kaepernick? Correct. And I think they're right. Well, yeah, they're not wrong. So, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right, Rob, tell me what was annoying this week. All right, annoying this week. Uh, I'm going to extend it a little bit to the last to two weeks since we didn't have well, a, a podcast last week. While. Sure. Uh, I'm going to talk about XFL salaries. Wow, that's a fascinating thing. Well, it kind of is. Shoot, tell there, me about there it. was a player. I uh, forget his name. I could look it up. He joined the league. Fa- thought he was being paid fifty-five thousand dollars. Found out that the base salary is $27,000 and quit the league. Seems fair. Sure. So here's the thing. It is a a really complicated salary structure they put in, but it does kind of reward you for winning, which is kind of how the XFL worked the first time around. It's roughly a little over 27K base salary, right? You get a 1,685 bonus every week that you're active. And okay. then, and then, two thousand—a weird number. Two thousand two hundred and twenty-two dollars per win. Okay. So, if you're active for all ten games, and your team finishes at five hundred, you're between fifty-five and sixty k. Sure. Uh, so, I mean, there's a lot of outrage about that, and how are they pay- paying them this small amount of money? 
Uh, no one's making people join the league. You know, I, I think they were upfront about this and said, "Here's how you're being paid. Join us if you'd like." Um, yeah, that that it probably seems like something that uh, should not have been shocking to the man. Uh, to right. Learn. So you know that was kind of annoying, and it's, I'm not I'm not going to come out and straight up defend the XFL. But, yeah, try not to do that. But they do have to learn from the failure of failure of the Alliance of American Football, right? Make the league oh, sustainable. Yeah, that's fair. No, that's totally fair. And I, I actually think that payment structure might they've, be fair. Right? They've, they've got fair. they've got they say they have cash. I mean, the AAF said this too. They say they have cash on hand to run the league with no revenue for at least two years. Okay. Yeah, and, and but you know what? It, it does sound fair. It just the the, the I guess the the health insurance and 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 cutting players and and things like that are are probably some of the holdups in terms of that that cash itself. Sure, but still, I mean, look, if you if you show up every week, you don't get hurt, you're active, your team wins more than you lose, you're going to come away with at least sixty k. Right, but we also know that football, a pretty inherently dangerous game. You may only be active one week, and and then you're going to have a broken fibia, tibia, whatever that fibia. Fibia. I think you're confusing the the tibia and the fibula. Yes, and the 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 computer game tibia as well. Right, Um, right. You you know, I I mean, you go in there, you break your leg day one, and then then what? Then you're not active, right? You're not getting that paycheck every week. Things can change pretty quick. You're still getting your base salary. Look, it's 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 the XFL. You're you're playing because you a some combination of love football, want to impress the NFL, something. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. I you're mean, not really you're not really in the which, XFL for the money, right? And it also, like we said, it should not be shocking that that's how they're paying you. You should have known that. Yeah, it's a first year independent league. Take what you get. All right, yeah, Ken. Yeah, for sure. What's for annoying sure. you, Ken? What's annoying me, Robert, is NCAA eligibility. Mm. Uh, Memphis freshman James Wiseman uh, ruled ineligible, or or I should say likely ineligible, uh, by the NCAA after uh, they found out that head coach of the Memphis basketball team, Penny Hardaway, helped pay for Wiseman's family to move from Nashville to Memphis and played for the high school team that he was coaching in 2017. Now, Hardaway, of course, moves on from that high school to coach at Memphis. Uh, he's one of the school's most outward-facing alumni. Um, and and now, all of a sudden, this kid's college career, up in limbo, uh, he played last night, like I said earlier, recording on Wednesday. He played last night as the school program stands behind him in the fact that he is eligible and they're not going to sit him out. Um, good for Memphis. Good for the Wisemans and good for Coach Hardaway. And stick it to him because the league is stupid and we don't have to get into you know whether or not players should be paid right now. We can do that on the next that, That's a whole other topic. Right. That, that could take us another three hours to get through. We don't have to talk about the California bill that got passed that says players should get paid. We don't have to talk about the politicians who have tweeted uh, about how how college athletes shouldn't get paid, yada, yada, yada. All I know is that this kid wants to play basketball and he wants to play basketball for Memphis. The guy helped him move. That is not a problem. He's a human being, and human beings do those things. 
He should be eligible to play in the NCAA. The NCAA is a coalition of some of the dumbest folks I've ever heard of uh, and some of the most archaic rules I've ever encountered. Uh, and uh, good on Wiseman for playing, good on the program for standing behind their player, regardless of whether or not the NCAA will make them vacate wins because wins don't matter, right? It's this kid's life that matters. It's the program standing behind its players that matter. The NCAA, Rob, is what is annoying me this week. Yeah, and and here's the thing about that, too. There's a few things about this that, that trouble me from the NCAA. Is, and, and you touched on it. This move happened while Wiseman was in high school. Yeah. And Hardaway was not the coach at Memphis. So when this whole right. thing went down, neither of them had any direct current connection right. to Memphis. On top Correct. of that, I do have a little bit of expertise in high school sports eligibility rules. <laughs> he was eligible to play high school sports. You can't recruit in high school. Yeah. So if what he did doesn't count as recruiting, because if I'm reading it, I don't know. I think it might might have been uh, – there should have been some review of it because it's borderline recruiting. Yeah, I could get on board with that uh, in, for high school, but we're not talking about high school. Right, but the point is – it was fine in high school. How is it not okay at a more disconnected phase in at the college level? Right. right. Th- this already happened. He played two years with Hardaway in high school as his head coach. Won a state championship, uh, actually consecutive state championships. I don't see the issue here. If it wasn't an issue at the high school level where the requirements are even – more particular than in college, I don't see how you can bring this up as the NCAA. You know how, Rob? You are the NCAA and you just want to cause crap because you're bored or something. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, The whole thing has to be just to glance over the entire issue. The whole system has to be revamped. Yeah, which I'm sure should be no trouble at all. Oh, no, none, none at all. None at all, certainly. Easy peasy. <laughs> That's the nosebleeds, folks. Yeah, it's, it's it's been a lively third episode. Yeah, and hopefully, and we talked about it last time, I think, I think we're starting to uh, get to a point, folks, where we might be able to give you nosebleeds uh, a little bit sooner um, than every two weeks. I, I think we're, we're coming up on that time. I know Rob is wrapping some stuff up winter-wise over at the old job. Um, paying those bills, you know, feeding his daughter. Um, but I think we're, we're getting to the point where the nosebleeds may be something you can look for on a weekly basis. Yeah, we're working on it. Hopefully uh, things uh, open up schedule-wise and we can do this more often because so much is happening, it's hard to get through it all. It is, it is. And it's hard to, to even recap on a two-week notice. And, oh, yeah. And then by the time you get to it, you feel like you're out of time. You know, it's it's tough. It's tough, Rob. I don't know what to do. Well, let, let's try to do this again soon. Yes, will do. Thank you, folks, for, for uh, um, liking or, or sharing or commenting and subscribing. Shoot us an email. Um, Podcast nosebleeds at gmail.com. Yes, we want to hear about what you guys want to talk about. We want to get some of your takes. We want to we want to hear, uh, you know, how much you dislike our opinions. We want you to yell at us, but be nice, please. No, you don't have to be um, too nice. Yeah, well, you know, not find me. us on Twitter at at uh, nosebleeds 
What are we on Twitter? Do you know, Ken? I forgot. We are. I'm looking right <laughs> at it. We are on Twitter at nosebleeds underscore pod. That's it. Or you can find it by just searching the nosebleeds with no spaces. Ah. So you go ahead and search us out on Twitter. Um, we've got our anchor feed there. I think we're going to be uh, – now, does the anchor feed get us after the iTunes, Rob? Because we got to get on there. You know, iTunes, I've been told, always takes the longest to get approved and get on. Ah, well, there you go. So a- a- Anchor's a great service. We use Anchor. Uh, they're not paying us for this segment, so I'll be brief. Uh, if you're trying to start up your own podcast, though, they're great. They'll get, they'll put you on all the other services that they can automatically. There you go. Use Anchor. We use Anchor. We love it. Thank you, Anchor, and thank you for your sponsorship uh, in the future. We really appreciate it. All right, folks, that's Episode 3 of The Nosebleeds. All those ways to contact us. Let us know what you want to hear about. We want to hear from you. Um, thanks for tuning in. Rob, thanks for having me. Oh, and hey, let's, time. let's do it again soon, shall we? Let's do it. We'll see you in the next one. All right. Bye.